Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to Welcome back to Winchester Radio. Uh, our podcast this evening, uh, first one in a little while. Uh, actually, about a week. Boy, am I lost. It's been a long day. Um, we're going to talk about the Slice Girls tonight, episode 13 of season 7. Um, our call-in number is 347-205-9801. Um, we hope you're listening, but you can always download us later uh, through blogtalkradio.com, Media Boulevard. You can go to winchesterbros.com and click on the Winchester Radio icon, you can find uh, links and news and everything on uh, our Facebook, Winchester Bros, and Twitter, Winchester Bros. You can download us through iTunes. Uh, you can go back to the Blog Talk Radio site and download it and listen later. We're uh, everywhere. I think that's it. It's just me, Clarity, and Vinny tonight. Uh, our, our third is at NashCon having a great time, so next time we should get some NashCon stories and fun from her. Uh, this this episode had a great title. I like the Slice Girls. Of course, it's a pun on the Spice Girls. It also reminded me of like a kind of sort of lurid femme horror movie, a little bit similar to Faster, Faster, Pussycat Kill. <laughs> I've gotten that name wrong. Faster, faster, faster. Kind of, 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 and there's Beyond the Valley of Uh Uh-huh, right. That's what it made me think of. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely like that. I love very gory movies. This is a fairly gory episode. I mean, parts of it, when, you know, it was pretty mild in places, and then in some other places it was very gory. Um, The teaser uh, was really gory. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. And Jim Michaels said on Twitter that it was gorier, but they had to cut it down for the network. So it was even yeah. gorier. I, I really, I wondered what they did because <laughs> it was pretty gory. I guess maybe they maybe they showed, like, feet and hands flying through the air or something. I don't know how they could have made it that much more gory than it was, but I'd be very <laughs> curious to see that cut. <laughs> Yeah, they went through buckets of blood on this one between missing hands and feet and, and uh, carving into someone's chest. It was it was messy. All the FX uh, people must have had fun with that. Um, and let's hope it was warm because we know those buckets of blood can get cold. Um, I liked this episode. I think I think it was new writers, at least new to me. Um, I would have to double check the writers. Um, we have Jerry Wanick in his directing debut. 
Yes, our our Jerry, he's been on the podcast, which was really cool. And he's normally a co-producer. Usually the hat he wears lately, but he directed this. I thought he did a great job. Um, did you? I'm sure you did. Notice the the close up um, of eyes and faces, and to me that's very reminiscent of some of Kim Manners' um, yes. signature moves. It had it definitely had that feel to it, mm-hmm. which gave it a really for people who watch the show going back so far. It gave it almost a nostalgic feel. What kind of feel? I'm... Nostalgic? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it made me think of him right away. And I thought it was, I mean, I think he did a great job. You know, I thought it was uh, very well directed. Um <laughs> Speaking speaking of Jerry and directing and a little bit reminiscent of Kim Manners, I have I have a quibble with Jerry Wanuk. We were talking about this um, before we got started um, on the podcast live tonight, and we were talking about um, there's a shirtless uh, Dean scene in this. Of course, uh, it's Jensen. I and... haven't noticed. <laughs> Yes, I, I know you're above all that, but I am not. <laughs> I was like, wee. <laughs> and oh, thank goodness everybody remembered the tattoo because they know they'd hear about it if they didn't. I was and, proud uh, of that. So, I was really proud of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they haven't forgotten. We've seen it on Sam a couple of times, Charlotte, and now we've seen it on mm-hmm. um, uh, Dean a couple of times. This latest time we were talking, it's been about two two years it was back in season four, more than that, almost three, um, where we haven't seen uh, Dean Shirtless since Anna. Maybe that episode is escaping me, and it was also Lazarus Rising in that same year. So it's nice, and it's nice to see Dean, let's say, get back in the saddle because it's been a while for him. Um, but and, and Lydia, played by Sarah Canning, who I guess is on The Vampire Diaries, um, she, well, her character used to be on the Vampire Diaries. Oh, she used to be. I I don't watch it. Uh, I don't think I, I don't I either. Plan to. I don't watch it either. Um, I tried in the first season. It didn't hold me. Sorry, any Vampire Diaries fans out there. It's nothing against you. It's nothing personal. It just didn't work for me. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> caveat, um, caveat, caveat. But um, <laughs> I, if I'm not mistaken, her character got killed off. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. But I think mm-hmm. she's no longer on that show. Well, uh, someone will let us know. I'm I'm sure. Um, I have friends mm-hmm. who watch and love the Vampire Diaries, and they say you've just got to hang on for the first several episodes. And they said they'll they'll get through it and they'll find their place, and then it turns really awesome. And um, I, I trust their judgment because we like we like lots of the same shows. So I I have to the first season on DVD, so I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> and ah. uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, Lydia is a very strong personality, strong person. Of course, you find out later that it's because she's an Amazon, and uh, you know doesn't really have much need of men except when she wants to have a child. And I, I don't. I don't think you were on the podcast, Bane, when we talked about this a, a little bit before. Sex scenes between, um, with 
Dane and a woman and Sam with a woman are almost polar opposite from their personalities. Until yeah, I've never I've never talked about that with you, but it's something mm-hmm. um, one of my one of my best friends and I, Sue, have constantly lamented over how it mm-hmm. is the exact opposite of the spectrum and from what you'd assume. Dean's sex scenes tend to be much more tender. Yes, and Sam's are much more very nice. He's very gentle. He's kind, and and uh, not that. And then and then you get Sam, <laughs> who you would so quite aggressive. Would be the textbook gentle lover is completely the opposite. You know, he goes from being really strong to actually aggressive. You know, up against the bathroom wall, hot handcuffs. Who knows? And it's very, of course it's in slightly different Sams too. You know, we've had Soul of Sam and. But and uh, demon no blood Sam. Sam had, no matter what Sam we've had, it's been very consistent that mm-hmm. his, his. I'm trying to be discreet. He's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's about all we can say. He's he's uh, pretty dominant. Yes. You know, um, I noticed in this scene, Dean, uh, even when Dean tries to um again trying to be discreet roll over on on um Lydia she rolls him right back over again. Um mm-hmm. I think wait a second. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yep. Um I got host number three is calling in, so I'm gonna put her on the air. It, she probably heard us talking about sex and wanted to join in. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Winchester Radio. <laughs> hey guys, it's Becky. Hi. Hey, we, hey. Were you listening? Because we were talking about um, sex scenes and Sam and Dean and the difference, and you called in, and we said, "Oh, she must have heard us talking about sex and wanted to join in." <laughs> no, darn it, no, no, I missed it. I'm sitting here at, Na- at the Nashville convention and waiting for Kimra's autograph. So I thought I'd just call in and say hi. Well, good. Are you having a good time? Yeah, having a really good time. It's it's it has a different vibe to it than any other convention I've been to. It's a little different, and no matter what creation says, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> I don't know why they're <laughs> saying that there's not, but there's a lot of people here. But yeah, they were advertising it, and they said it's the last one. So I said, oh well, maybe sale return sales weren't as good or something. I don't know, but there's at least. I would guess five, six hundred people here today. And you know, oh, it'll be way more than that tomorrow, so Yeah. Well that's how um San Francisco was. Like I expected San Francisco to be very, very small. And it was moderately small the first two days, but Sunday it was completely every seat was filled, people standing in the back. It was capacity. Yeah. Uh-oh. And there are people who have old tickets that only went that one day. Hmm. Yeah, so. we've been we've been having a really good time today. We uh, we saw the panel for Rob Benedict, Kim Rhodes, and Gabe Tigerman. They were great together. And then after that, there was a panel with Matt Cohen and Richard Spate, and then um, Sebastian, and then Misha. But why exactly? Is Matt allergic to his shirt? What was that? 
why exactly is Matt suddenly allergic to shirts? I'm not I complaining about it because the pictures are fine. The pictures are awesome. Appreciate it. All you but, have to do uh, during the panel is, you know, hold up 30 bucks and he'll come to you, take off the shirt off his back, give it to you for the money, <laughs> and then he'll put another one on to go, to go, you know, sell the next one. <laughs> it's very I, mean, I can't complain. Apparently, very I mean, all that, but I, I'm not complaining. It, it, it's a very nice view. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have any problems with it? <laughs> no, uh-uh, no problems at all right here. <laughs> I'm only above it all on the record. Off the record, completely not. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, we were talking about somebody. Jensen last night, uh, Dean's shirtless scene, and, and, and we were talking about it, and, and Vinny says, oh, I'm above all that. <laughs> she said, I didn't like, notice. I, I, and I said, well, I, I did. I, oh, I didn't notice. No. <laughs> oh, there's an Impala here. There's an Impala in the ballroom. Is, is it the same one from Toronto? It's, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it is or not. Uh, it's you know it's not it's not one from the show. It's a fan owned Impala. It could be the one that was at the Toronto convention. I don't know. It'd be an awfully long way for it to travel. Yeah. yeah but, I saw somebody mention that it was. Somebody said it was, and somebody said it wasn't on Twitter. I don't remember Twitter handles because I have no memory. But uh-huh. um. So if anybody knows, let us know. Hmm. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, what a beauty. I miss Baby. I miss Baby. We haven't seen her in a long time. Who's that? Baby. She was the Apollo. Oh, the Apollo, yeah, yeah. Another another week goes by and she's still not showing up. Yeah, I always feel like a terrible fan because I don't really miss the Impala that much and I don't miss Dean's amulet at all. Sorry, and there, <laughs> there's a guy here wearing a Chevrolet Impala jacket too. It's really cool. Ooh, okay, hey, yeah, maybe he yeah, owns the car. He might own the car. I didn't yeah, know that. He, he might be the owner of the car. That would make sense. Or he just likes his jacket. Tough to tell. True. One or the other. Well, I it's am going to get off here and let you all get back to the podcast. I just wanted to call and check in and say hi. I miss you guys. We miss you, miss too. you too. Have fun. So I will talk to you both. I will talk to you both later. Have a good show. Right, talk to you later. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> um. <laughs> you know that. You know that was like that was podcasters interrupted because we were talking about sex and. <laughs> yes. Well. She heard the beck and call. Um, yes. I'm, I'm back to Dean being shirtless. Somebody too. Okay. Much more memory about that. Yes. Um, well, we were talking uh, about oh, the difference. You, uh, you had a you had something to pitch. What's that? You didn't say what your, didn't say what your bone to pick with Jerry Wanick was yet. Yes, I I have a quibble with Jerry because. Um, that particular scene, uh, Lydia shoves Dean through the door, and then they stand there and face each other, and he, t- he, she, she, t- 
tears off his shirt. He whips it off. She takes off her dress and steps out of it, and then you see Dean, we think, must have pulled down his pants. You get a full-length shot of Lydia in in her lingerie and high heels, and Dean's pulled his pants down, and you sort of barely maybe see a waistband of his boxers, and that's it. They're like... I know the logistics of it is that it's, he's got shoes on and it's just too hard to do the scene and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm like, really, Jerry? It's attractive when a woman's in stockings and heels and her underwear. When a man is, not in stockings. I mean, if that's your thing, cool. But, I mean, when he's just in his boxers and his, you know, FBI shoes, that's not, that's not hot. I <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm like, oh, it's not fair. I mean, I know why they did it, but it's not fair. <laughs> so, but, you know, I, I suppose I shouldn't quibble too much because it was shirtless. I was not expecting that to be your quibble. <laughs> what, was it? what were you? <laughs> I thought you were going to have, like, a problem with a camera, like a legitimate angle. <laughs> I call that a legitimate quibble. (laughs) Remember, I'm not above any of that. But it is a camera angle. Actually, I had a I had a quibble. I had a quibble with. I thought it was. I thought it looked a little odd. Actually, the way the way had we had been doing the scene had been, and not just um, Dean and Lydia back and forth, cutting back and forth, but that scene cut back and forth between another uh, killing of a victim. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had we had a back and forth and, and back and forth. So I did think that one particular moment actually was kind of, did stop short. So, okay. <laughs> it's a slightly more... <laughs> I'm legitimate. <laughs> it's a slightly more legitimate. Um, also, well, I actually have a question about that scene. The scenes where they're almost... Um, still black and white, and then there's blood. Did you think that's the crime scene? People there. That's the way I interpreted it. Mhm. Okay, because that's what I thought. Because you see the killing, and then the crime scene, and and, and Dean and Lydia are still going. So you know, yay, Dean. He did say the next morning he was exhausted. <laughs> so, that's true. And she's an Amazon, so she uh, probably kept him pretty busy. Um, I think it's interesting to go back a little bit. It's a slightly serious comment on being in sex. Um, it's been a while for him, which is interesting. As far as we know, yeah. I mean, it hasn't been I mean, the last the time. As know it's been since Lisa. Yeah. Well, we had, he almost... He almost went out, um, but he got kidnapped by Osiris instead in Defending Your Life. He was, but he was giving himself that pep talk, you know, outside the bar. He's walking mm-hmm. back and telling you, you know, you can do this, you're Dean Winchester. So, and he says, it's been a while. So, I mean, we don't know what happened since then, but he still had an awful lot happen between losing Bobby and everything else. So, you know, it, it could have been a very long time, but... Um, Anyway, it's very, um, he ended up with kind of a, 
a Sam twist to it, you know, not really going out and sleeping around. And the one girl that he does turns out mm-hmm. to be some kind of monster or, you know, something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call her. I don't want to call her a monster just because mm, semantics. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly not a regular person, regular human, normal human, whatever you want to yeah. define normal as. You know, she, she was like the bartender in, in, in defending your life. Yeah. I do want to say, though, since you quibbled with, with Jerry's, with something with Jerry's, <laughs> I want to give him credit on something. <laughs> I'm going to give him credit. I'm going to give him credit on it because I don't know. I'm assuming it was his idea. So I want to give him the credit. But in the very first, in the teaser, if you watch um, the guy who gets killed, the artwork behind him, and it's also what he gets thrown into. If you go back and watch mm-hmm. it, all it is is a bunch of feet. Is it? <laughs> They're not attached to bodies. Some of them have shoes. Some of them are barefoot. But it's just different, like, cartoon feet in a frame. Oh, that's with great. Black. That's and great. I thought that was stuff like that. really, really cool Easter egg. <laughs> so I do give credit to that because... Um, I didn't catch it on my first watch, but I caught it on my second watch when I was writing my recap. And um, mm-hmm. I thought, well, that that was a good one because it was so subtle and kind of mm-hmm. and when you watch it, you actually notice it. It's comical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I mentioned, you know, the 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 crew on this show, just uh, you know, behind the scenes, you know, costuming and setting and. Whatever they do, it, whoever does the you know the motel rooms, even if even if it's not on the on screen, even if it's on screen for a blink of an eye, they still pay such attention to detail and like putting those little things in. So uh, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me. I think it's really cool, really cool that they do that. Um, Was there any significance about the Cobalt Room, the name the Cobalt Room? And I also thought that's a place that we don't usually, type of place we don't usually see Dean in. That's exactly what I, well, I always feel like I said these things, but no, it's because I wrote it and there was nobody to talk to. It was less of a bar and more of a cocktail lounge. Yeah. I mean, it might Uh, be. I don't know if it's. Like you know, the only place in town kind of thing, or because this mm-hmm. is the kind of place that he would wander into. Yeah, well, he could have asked around because everybody seems to have the opinion that it's a great place to hook up. So mm-hmm. he might have said, "Well, it's not my usual place," and he was wearing a suit, so he thought, "Ah, probably what the hell," you know. But it was definitely a a different choice. Um. Oh, and. Music. Speaking of, to go back to the sex scene, we got ACDC. We did get the return of. Yes, it was great. We got the return of ACDC, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, it fit. It wasn't just, you know, here, have some vintage rock. It actually fit the scene. Because it fit with her personality, it was a good mm-hmm. song choice overall. Yes, it was a great choice. Um, 
Wasn't Loud and Swain supposed to be in Little Fights? Is it, were is they it supposed to have next, up, next week? Oh, is it next week? Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure, to be honest. Mm, okay. Um, um, I would have to, we got I would have to go re-listen to the, the, sound, the soundtrack of the episode. I'm assuming maybe probably in the bar. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember what was playing in the bar, to be honest. I didn't recognize it, so at least for me, so it, it could have been, and I'm I'm just not sure. Um, I we got a very very brief mention of Dick Roman, so it's good at least he wasn't forgotten. They said he was at a dead end for the moment, um, mm-hmm. so at least it's mentioned. This episode, while it while it was fun and a good story, and I enjoyed it. It didn't really advance the Leviathan storyline. It didn't move the, the season arc along, but that's okay. I know we have to have standalones, and it's not like they ignored it. At least they said, "Well, that ends, so we're we're um, still hunting and doing other things because <laughs> uh, that's how Sam is coping." Because we definitely dealt with the loss of Bobby some more in this episode, we found out something very, very, very important uh, that we didn't know before Sam and Dean burned Bobby's body. Which had been a lot of discussion about, you know, nobody knowing what had happened. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a couple, and when, you know, reviewing saying, you know, it didn't advance the plot, it did and it didn't, because it didn't advance mm-hmm. the Leviathan storyline, but it did advance, you know, what where we left off with Bobby and Bobby's mm-hmm. soul, yeah. for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. But um, we do know that I'm thinking, this is just my theory, going back to season one, we have provenance. I'm wondering if it's the flask that's tethering Bobby. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's what I'm assuming, that it's the flask, because they're making such a big deal about this flask. And then mm-hmm, you, assume right. that, you assume that the reason that it's a big deal for Sam is because Dean's drinking and, you know, mm-hmm. Dean's got this whole fundamental thing. But at the end of the episode, we have Sam saying, I don't care how you deal with your with your issues. I don't care. Just don't don't die. Right. Don't get killed. Don't get killed. So I yeah, think I, that was very telling in him going, fine, go be a drunk. Just be a competent drunk. Yeah. And which I, I actually am a little disappointed to hear Sam say that. And I, I understand, you know, Sam, you know, they got enough to cope with. And if he thinks that that's how Dean's going to cope, he can't deal with, you know, Dean going through withdrawal on top of everything else. So maybe somehow he'll say, well, I'll just talk about it later on. And Dean saying, I'll do what I can, isn't very reassuring either. And I'll say, don't get, don't get killed. Well, I'll do what I can. And it's not like he's going to try and get himself killed, but he's just... I kind of I, 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 I I respect Dean for not saying you got it kind of thing and him not making a promise that he can't really keep because, you know, at this juncture, they're fighting a, a completely uphill battle with the Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for him to make a promise that, no, I'm not going to get killed, 
Mm-hmm. That's a really sketchy promise to make. But mm-hmm. basically say, well, I'm going to make the effort to not mm-hmm. invite the killing. Yeah. It's not what Sam wants to hear, though. This is no, his but, brother. And I, uh, I totally understand it. Dean's trying to be realistic. And, you know, if it isn't one of them being realistic, it's it's the other one. It's Sam saying, you know, they um, we had another possible incidence of Bobby's spirit being around with the with the Greek, you know, the weird mm-hmm. Greek stuff page, you know, and, and it being moved over to where Dean will find it, and then they get out the EMF, which I thought was awesome. You know, I love when they have stuff, the old stuff like that, the old school stuff like that. And and then and then Sam explains it away. Well, it's power lines and the windows open, and there's a breeze, and you see Dean, you know, really wanting to believe it's it's something more and trying. And 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 Sam says it can't be because we want it to be, and he understands it. But oh, he's that trying. broke my heart. That broke my heart because. Yeah, him understanding that we don't get what we want. We never get what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That's and his only, that's his only, like, he has no logic behind why it's not Bobby other than, no, we want it too badly, so clearly it's not. Right. And then he's thinking, well, we burned it. We burned him. We burned his body and the bones and sent him on. But I'm sure more hints will come and just, seasons go on. But I, I thought that was a great theory. I'm sticking with my flask theory. I'm holding yeah, theory. That, that would work. Um, it's it's something important and significant enough to to help hold him here. We never saw what Bobby decided. He was his spirit yeah. was there with the Reaper and the Reaper says, Well, are you staying? Are you going? I can see Bobby no matter what, you're making a decision and not being held here because of the flask. I think Bobby could be using the flask to keep himself here. And then maybe eventually down the line, at the end of the season, um, Dean and Sam may be destroying the flask so Bobby can move on. I know. And I was thinking about this last night as well when I was thinking about the flask. I don't know, because it's not going to be an easy thing to destroy, the flask. I mean, it is and it isn't. But I'm wondering if we're going to end up with a John Winchester parallel when after John, uh, John came back um, uh, at the end of All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2 and he walked into the light on his own, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we're going to get some kind of parallel to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Instead of instead of it being this aggressive thing, I would kind of prefer mm-hmm. for it to be a we're okay, okay, you're okay. Well, then I'm going. Mm-hmm. I it's not so much I, I, I didn't explain myself enough. I, it's not so much Dean and Sam, you know, burning it on purpose to get rid of Bobby. It's almost like it's they'll have agreed it's it's time to to mm-hmm. move on, and if that's and if it's actually something that Bobby was using and it needs to be burned, it's like his last thing, it'll be burned, and, and then he'll be almost setting himself free to to move on. It's like he's using it as an anchor, but it's not like an aggressive, like you said, an aggressive decision to to actually get rid of him. It would be sort of like a, like a mutual thing, you know? 
that, you know, finally the boys are going to be okay because what we saw in, in my time of dying with um, the Reaper in that, she said, you know, you know, you stay around, your spirit stays around. Sooner or later you become something twisted and not right and you get hunted. And I don't think Sam and Dean would want Bobby to end up that way. I don't think Bobby would want to end up that way. So I don't think he's thinking he would stay around forever to get that far. No, although we have learned that in theory it takes centuries for that to happen. However, centuries don't work the same way for for ghosts as they do for mm-hmm. for living humans. So it's all going to be interesting to see how that unfolds because I was very, and I'm of multiple opinions on that, I was somebody who was very... I was very sad to see Bobby go, but I really respected mm-hmm. the way it happened. I really respected the way it happened. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about him coming back as a ghost if we're gonna like if we have to see him. Mhm. I'm really, I'm really not sure how I feel about that. Mhm. Yeah. Um I, I, it, it, it is tough. Um, I, I think, um, I think Jared and Jensen feel a little bit the same sort of like, you know, uh, we love the character, we love Jim Beaver. Sad to see him go, but we understand it from a storytelling point of view and what it puts them through as actors and us as viewers. And I, and, I, and I'm also like, you know, a, a fan kind of of. Don't don't waffle if you're if you're going to do something like that. Commit to it, you know. Yeah. If he's dead, you know. I, I Dean, what's dead should stay dead, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I come from Buffy fandom, where you know the the idea of their creator Joss was he very much went for the go for the kill and go for the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a Buffy fan. Yeah, so he was always there to hurt you. And the only person that ever came back from the dead was Buffy. You, and, know, you didn't have Willow she, dying and coming back. You didn't have Xander dying and coming back. Cordelia, mm-hmm. none of that. You know, they may go into alternate dimensions and get locked for a while, but to actually mourn somebody, it only happened with Buffy. And you knew she was coming back because her name's in the title of the show. Yeah. And even that so, was full-on mess. I'm not quite... Sure, it's it was slightly different, but Spike. I mean, he oh, didn't die. I mean, he's already that, dead. Yeah, he was gone a, under strange yeah. circumstances, and then came, and then he was a ghost, and then he was sort of reconstituted again. So he's he's the only other one, and he's not really the same because he was already dead when he got to the show. You know, as a vampire. Yeah, but I, but I that's why I don't tend to count that because you know he was dead. So yeah, you know, you could have yeah, you could have put a bullet but, in his brain and he would have gone, okay. <laughs> as long yeah. as his head was attached to his body, you know, like, well, that was painful, thanks. <laughs> Where, well, you know, with Sam and Dean, you always know that if Sam and Dean die, Sam and Dean are coming back. There's really not an emotional, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not a long-lasting emotional resonance with it. I remember feeling mm-hmm. it the first the first time when Sam first died in All Hell Breaks Loose because we didn't know the show was coming back. Right. 
So you you do that very first time, you were like, oh, my God. But, you know, once we got to season three and Dean's getting taken down by hell, you know, once it progresses and then Sam's going to hell, and, you know, it's like, yes, I know, you'll be back in some form. You'll be back. Mm-hmm. But I really, I like the idea from a writer's standpoint of permanently taking somebody away from them. That was, you know, I, I like I like when they took John away from them. As much as I love seeing Jeffrey Dean Morgan play John Winchester, because I really do. Mm-hmm. I will stand by that decision to kill off that character 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. I stood by the decision to kill off Bobby 100%. 92%. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that they... They've killed off so many, so many of their characters, their surrogate family members. It's just, it's really, really, really hard to watch Sam and Dean go through that over and over and over again. And I'm like, good, good grief! Can't you just let them have one? You know, Bobby was kind of the one, and I know he lasted a very long time. And I say, I, I, I get it, but it's, it's just, it's hard to watch because it's so hard on Sam and Dean. You know, well, how are they still up and walking and surviving? You know, <laughs> and I think again, from a story from a story point of view, I think that's very important on a subtextual level of understanding, like what the writers are trying to tell you about hunters, is that mm-hmm. you are going to lose people and you need to pull up your bootstraps and go on, which mm-hmm. is what you have to do in life all the time. You know, you, you right. lose people, whether it's you know, circumstance death, deployment, whatever, people mm-hmm. come in out of your life. And most people go out of your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. I it's think just hard. It's hard to watch because, you know, we are, we're very emotionally invested in these characters, so it's very hard to watch them. Go through. It's, it's like if something, a friend of yours loses someone, you know, you feel terrible and you wish it didn't happen to them. It's kind of the same thing, even though these characters are fictional, they're they're such amazing characters and such strong characters, and we've been emotionally invested and attached for a very long time. It's hard to see them go go through it, even though right. you know it's not real. I agree. Mm-hmm. We have a couple callers waiting, so shall we let one of them on? Chat a little bit. We we went on quite a tangent from the episode, which is fine. <laughs> so, hello. Anybody there? Yeah. I'm hello. Hello. Hi. We just radio. Hi. Uh, can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. Well. That's good, guys. Uh, basically, um, I am from the UK. Uh, make a point of uh, basically when Supernatural's on, I do download the episodes. Otherwise, I have to wait about six months. Um, I gotta say, it's really weird because because uh, I actually discovered Supernatural through my older brother. 
who saw the first series on sale for like uh, five pounds, which is like ten dollars, mm-hmm. and he thought that oh, I've got a deal. It's a random first series. Let's watch it, and he caught the pilot and kind of thought, well, you know, we'll watch a whole series. It's probably one series that died on its ass. And the thing is that while he was halfway through it, I went on the internet and I saw there was a whole new series and I've caught up with the series and with Bobby Singer going down the way he went down it it just I followed the series all the way through uh, and uh, just with the way that Bobby went down it just it just felt wrong it felt uncomfortable it was the same it was the same feeling that I had that when I played um, Modern Warfare when I did the mission in the airport. I've, I've got to ask if uh, you girls ever played the airport mission on Modern Warfare 2? I only played I only played the first one very, very casually. Okay, uh... Could I ask a favor of you girls? Would you be able to watch the mission that I'm talking about and give your opinions on it? Because with me watching Bobby Singer die felt to me in the same way that when I played Modern Warfare 2 that this mission felt to me. It just... It just... Are you said at the airport level? Yeah. I'm Modern Warfare 2 at the airport level. Okay. Yeah, it's on, it's on YouTube, so... Um, it, it just felt... It just felt wrong to lose Bobby. It it didn't make sense. Uh, you have your comment section on your page, so mm-hmm. with me, I've 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 played it. I've seen it before. So to me, the Bobby Singer thing felt similar to that. If you don't mind copying it and pasting it to your web browser. It, it it just felt wrong. It felt dirty. It felt it felt wrong. And for how long you've been connected to Bobby, it just felt wrong to watch him die. Oh, you're not the only one who has that uh, that opinion for sure. We all miss Bobby. Um, as far as looking at, at, at what you're talking about, we can't do it now, but maybe some other time when we're off the air. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, it gives the same opinion. It it just mm-hmm. feels wrong. Wrong? Bobby, yeah, it just feels wrong. Bobby, through the first series, all they were looking to do was find their father. And ever since their father was not there, after that, they looked towards Bobby. And Bobby was the father figure from series two all the way up until now. And they've lost Bobby. It, it it's, it's just wrong. Um, I well, there's a possibility I, I know, that they I haven't understand. really lost him. So you, we yeah. can hold out hope for that. There's a possibility that he's still there for them in some way. And with him being a ghost, it's safer for him. So that might be. If they take it in that direction, that's something to look forward to. True, but at the same time, you got to think if the Leviathans have a connection with Hell, you've got to think that who they're connected to. Bobby won't get a shot. I see what you mean. Okay. And that's the main thing that I think for the series, you've got to think that Bobby has made a career of killing. The Winchesters and Bobby are not going to heaven. With me, personally, I'm an atheist. But when watching the series and seeing how they're going... Hunters are born to go to hell. Hunters do not go to heaven. Hmm. So, yeah, um, I have a completely I, different opinion that if anybody deserved to go to heaven for keeping the world safe, it would be hunters. True. But the thing is, they're killing. So if you look at the mm. Bible, if you kill you are automatically bad and it's it's not your place to choose morality so automatically through that idea alone that you are it doesn't matter if you're saving the world if you are killing to save morality the fact is you are still killing under the Christian Bible therefore you deserve to go to hell so well, Sam, Dean, and Bobby are screwed. I guess we'll find out see uh, how the show feels about their interpretation of it. Yeah, and, uh, everyone's uh, got their opinion. Um, you know, I'm I'm. Thank you for calling. I've got someone else waiting. They've been waiting a long time. Um, oh, thank we'll you for listening. We'll definitely check that out on YouTube and let you know next week about our thoughts. That that's okay. wonderful. But thank you for taking my call. Okay, I, I, thank you. I, I just think that the Winchesters are with Bobby heading to hell. With me, I'm an atheist, but with an understanding of the Christian Bible, mm-hmm. the fact that they've killed so many. They are all headed for hell. Because 
an honest sense of morality doesn't come into the Bible. The Bible is one of the most twisted books on the planet. Well, that's another talk for another podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <Probably not ours. laughs> and but, I really um, hope and I really hope that the Winchesters can give the middle finger to God. After all they've done for God, I really hope that Dean can stand there, throw a middle finger at him and go, just let us fucking live. Because after everything the Winchesters have done, I think they deserve that. If you look at I the act- guess we'll find out. And thanks, thanks again. Thanks for calling. Well, have a great Bye-bye. night. When Thank it comes- you. you Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Interesting thoughts. <laughs> Very interesting thoughts. Yes. But I will actually watch the airport level because it's on YouTube and try to uh-huh. see another perspective. Yeah. I wasn't quite quite sure where that conversation was going to go when he started. Yeah. I and I know, I just know, I do know that like certain scenes from like especially uh, point uh, point of view video games, a lot of people will put them on YouTube as they play it because it's very storyline oriented. Ah, uh, so um, they're usually available to watch someone play a whole level, so you can like. Hmm. But they're very very intense usually. Mm-hmm. Is that something I'm terribly familiar with? I like the commercials they have for the different games. They always look really cool, but it's not my thing.
what they need it for. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they somehow got his housekeeper a green card. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, they have the ability. I mean, it won't be a legitimate yeah. green card, but it'll be a green card. <laughs> yeah, so it will be a real one, but they could have one. And I thought it was funny. He's like, it's like most most of the time if they do happen to speak to another expert, you know, they're a friend or they just don't mind talking or sharing their knowledge. But his first question was, you know, basically how how am I going to get paid in this? And I, I like it, Sam and Dean, they didn't miss a beat, you know. It's like, you know, with the IRS and, you know, the gratitude of, mm-hmm. of America and everything, which I thought was pretty funny. And they did, it did sound very, you know, exactly what you would expect the feds to say to you. Mm-hmm. You know, there, was, there was no commitment in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not one bit. You know, what do you mean you'll put in a good word with the IRS? What, what are you trying to say with that? <laughs> And another cool thing about this episode is that a teenager, Emma, was played by Mm -hmm. um, the same actress who played Missy Bender years ago. Obviously a lot older. (laughs) I want to say, uh, is it Alexia Fast? Let me check. Yes. Yep. She played Missy Bender in The Benders, and she played Emma. So that was pretty cool. She was really good. Exceptional job. Yes, she did a a great job. Another well-cast young person. You know, we had um, Madison a few weeks ago in Adventures in Babysitting, Madison Blaine, who was terrific, and, of course, you know, Colin Ford and everything over the years, and... And now uh, Lexi is fast uh, back again. And she even looked enough like Sarah Canning that she could have been her daughter. And enough like Dean. And enough like Dean. And it's one of those where you would have gone, yeah, I can see right around the right around the mouth. Yeah, totally your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was fun. And and when Sam says, you know, she's not really really your daughter, and Dan, Dean says, well, yes, she was, and she was. I mean, yeah, sort of circumstances, but yes, she she was his daughter. He fathered her, and um, we have to talk about that. Sam Sam did in this instance what Dean did to Amy and the girl next door. Uh, someone uh, is who is a monster is never going to change, you know, who or what they are, no matter what they say, no matter what they do. And that's why Dean killed Amy, and that's why Sam kills Emma. And even though Dean was possibly going to take this step, but even but even then he said, um, I'll uh, uh, leave now. I promise I won't follow you. I think even though he suspected her and he drew his gun and he didn't quite believe her, I think a little part of him wanted to believe some of it, you know? Well, I think I have mixed feelings about the comparison with Amy because I don't think you can really compare you know, someone who you haven't seen for nearly 20 years or 15 years 
mm-hmm. and is killing, has killed, you know, with mm-hmm. your biological offspring. I mean, given the fact that, yeah, Dean waffled and we don't know what he would have done, there'd be a little more chance for him to waffle and figure it out. I mean, guns mm-hmm. were tonight, but they had the upper hand. Mm-hmm. So I, it was less of Sam, and I say this as everybody knows, an unrepentant Sam, a Sam girl. But I do think it was less about doing the right thing and more about now we're even. Really? Which can be healthy, especially given their circumstances. Yeah. I did like Dean turning around and basically saying, you know, as far as, like, mental stability, neither one of them has the high road. Yeah. <laughs> I this is thought true. that was an important <laughs> distinction to make that, you know, we keep forgetting, you know, until it comes up again, we keep forgetting how screwed up Sam is because we're so focused on yes. Dean's drinking and Dean's mourning. Yeah, and Sam is doing a heck of a job of covering up. We have no idea what's going on in his head, you know, at at, at all times. And it's like he's kind of hanging on and keeping it together, and he's had other stuff to focus on, and he's got Dean. And I think, I I suppose it might be a tiny bit of even, but I think it's also been very much Sam lately, very practical this is what we got to do. We got to do it. We got to focus on the job. We got to do this, do that. And Dean has been more the one to focus on other things. But Sam is very practical lately, or trying to be. And I think he's also um, he's also been flung across the building by the other Amazon woman, the cop, Charlene, which. I think it was another cool moment when she throws him and he's, you think he's unconscious and then all of a sudden he flips over with the gun and shoots her. And Yeah, that was very, very, very cool. What do you expect yeah. of your Winchesters? Mm-hmm. And I was glad to see that kind of comeback because I get kind of tired of... Lord knows I love my writers and I love my show, but I get a little aggravated when the writers sometimes seem to forget how badass Sam and Dean really, really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I had a I had a big problem with that in season three back with Bella. It wasn't that I didn't like the essence of what Bella could have been. It was mm-hmm. a, char- a character that constantly makes two very capable hunters look mm-hmm. like complete idiots. Which didn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. And it's, yeah, it's it kind was. of progressively gotten that way where it's kind of like they can't function without somebody mm-hmm. else helping them function, when in reality they are, you know, all the other monsters are going, oh, no, not the Winchesters. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was that was my problem with, with Bella. Um, she, uh, she, they, to try and make her character work or make her interesting or whatever, they tore down the Winchesters to build Bella up mm-hmm. and that's, not the way it should have been. In fact, my my chant for that season was, I hate her and I want her dead. And by the end of the season, it worked. <laughs> she was gone. <laughs> and I actually like, at the very beginning before that season started, I actually liked the idea of a kind of mercenary hunter. I thought this could be interesting. You know, it's like, I'll hunt, but you got to pay me, or I do this for some of the artifacts. Well, I thought it was interesting because Sam and Dean are heroes. And most of the other hundreds mm-hmm. of heroes that we've seen. So I thought she could be interesting, but she was just not well done. 
and not really interesting till the very end when you found out she'd made a deal as well. And I thought they salvaged it pretty well, but mostly I was like, good riddance, <laughs> good riddance. Yeah, yeah. I was I yeah. was glad that of the of the two additional characters we got that season, uh-huh. that we were able to keep Ruby, who yeah. I preferred from a storyline point of view. Yes, definitely, definitely. I, I like the idea of the devil you know, so. Mm-hmm. And for, for this, like you said, you know, the Sam and Sam and Dean are extremely, extremely badass. And, you know, we see them all the time, and you see that they can be goofy and funny and, and uh, pranking on each other. I mean, Sam was just gleeful that Dean was calling Lydia, and she, she gave him the brush off. You know, you could just see his face, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, there so was nothing but little brother, little brother Glee. Yes, they were really great. I mean, they're always good just telling some of the story with their facial expressions and body language, but they were just even better in this episode last night, especially uh, Jared. But uh, um, sometime, I, I don't I don't know quite how they would do it, but it's a, it's a cool thing, and one of my favorite things in fan fiction is to tell a fan fiction from an outsider point of view, and they have a completely different view of Sam and Dean. And I I would almost want to see it sometime on the show, to have somebody else react to Sam and Dean that way. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get I get it. Like, to see an outsider's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and not the ghost facers, because that was a slightly <laughs> but nope. <laughs> it was a crazy, crazy point of view. Although I do always like their point of view, where you kind of do get like, oh, yeah, you're competent, but you're kind of douchey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I thought um, both Sam and Dean were, were smart last night, you know, figuring out this case, and um, Sam, you know, Riding to the rescue, and but Dean already suspecting that he should not trust her, you know, and having his gun and and uh, everything, which I thought, yeah, like you said, I, I don't like when Sam and Dean sometimes appear stupid or not able to figure things out, and it's, like, it's that's just not the way they are. Um, Can't hear a thing. Um, I'm not saying anything at the moment, actually. Okay, <laughs> you're back. I'm back. Um, oh. Actually, I, for- I forgot we did get a slight other Leviathan mention, um, sort of distantly. When Charlene the cop is doing research, she sees the crime spree that the Leviathan Sam and Dean went on. So that was a nice little callback to a previous episode. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was I did um I did also like how well she researched them and was able to pull up information on them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for her to know their their background and, you know, about the killing spree and to know who they really were and Mhm. Yeah. I do love me some continuity. Um, 
I do have to say, on a personal level, when they branded the girls, oh, that just made me cringe. I know, and on the inside of the wrist, it's it's so sensitive. Yeah, like, I have ow. a I have a tattoo on the inside of my wrist, and so I was like, you know, that's one thing, but don't sear my flesh. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like oof. I mean, you know how it. Yeah, you know how it feels when you just sort of accidentally burn yourself when you're cooking. You know, you just slightly touch something. It's it's terrible, and it has actually somebody hold a branding iron on your on your wrist for a while. It's like, oof. Yeah, no. Um, and I did. There were a lot of parallels for me in this episode um, to expecting, which is in season one of Angel where uh, Cordelia oh, yeah. you know, has a one-night stand and wakes up the next morning nine months pregnant. Yep. I remember And, that. I mean, down to the way, you know, you have the kind of cult of pregnant women thing going. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a resonance with that. But also to season four of Angel, when you have, or sorry, season three of Angel, when you have um, – Connor go from, you know, for us, go from a baby, he disappears, mm-hmm. he comes back, and he's a teenager. And yeah. A, mur- a murderous teenager on top of it. Yes. <laughs> so there was a yeah. lot of um, illusions there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought about and Cordelia. I forgot about Connor aging, but I remember Cordelia waking up pregnant. <laughs> yeah, so it was, um, you can't help make comparisons in the shows. Mm-hmm. Because of the subject matter, are going to cross over with things like that, mm-hmm. and you can't help making comparisons. Um, They're fond comparisons mm-hmm. usually, though. You know, it's like yeah, it's okay. I would, I would like, and I'm not somebody who's ever lamented about the treatment of women on the show because I don't think that the show is biased or has a, a problem with that in any way. I don't either. But um, I would like, I am looking forward to episodes where the the monster of the week is not an attractive female. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not because I find it to be um, marginalizing in any way, but I think it's a little tedious. Mm-hmm. That's why I liked um, the sirens when it was a man, and it didn't. And he went for Dean just as easily as he went for a woman. You know? I loved that. I, I did loved too. That. I thought it was great. So I I do look forward to the to the next non female, non attractive female big bad big bad mm-hmm. uh, for an episode. That'll be refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> you know we had some we had some fun expressions in this. I like Dean saying he was eating at the buffet of strange all afternoon. Yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah, I've been the phrase have gotten really really good on the show. Mm. And we have to point out there was a little shout out in there when Dean was talking about um, seeing like baby toys around a woman's apartment in particular. Lydia's and rubber says, ducks. you know, playpen, blah, 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 and he says, rubber ducks, which we know calls to the great rubber duck drive of last fall when Cliff mentioned their, their wading pool needed duckies. <laughs> and they ended up I with, uh, like, 6,000 of them. 
Yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was very cute. <laughs> that was another uh, A plus Easter egg. Mm. Um. Oh, and I got a kick out of their birth control discussion too. Basically, speaking of being discreet, Sam saying, "You know, you really got to roll the dice." <laughs> <laughs> and I love being being really indignant, being like, "No, I didn't. I promise you, I was careful." Yes, and brain dead. You know, I'm not brain dead. And then, and then, speaking of expressions, when Dean's kind of running through, you know, you could see him sort of counting up the times and smiling as he remembers and going, "No, just no." And I'm not going to talk about this anymore. It was very funny. <laughs> but I I did like that they addressed that because that was something that was really bothering me, even from the mm-hmm. the preview a couple weeks mm-hmm. back. I was like, seriously? You're you're not being careful? Really? You can't just leave Winchester babies around. Those babies are not safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We know it doesn't end well. <laughs> not ever. <laughs> you know? yeah, so if any two yeah. people should not reproduce, it's the Winchesters, because those babies are not safe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just looked up one of the writers. I'm probably going to pronounce her name wrong, so I'm never sure. Eugenie, Eugenie Ross, Ross Lemming, or Eugenie. I think I think it's Eugenie. Her Eugenie? and her and Brad Buckner, and they did. They've done the same three episodes together. Uh, 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 Route 66, or uh, 666. Shut up, Doctor Phil, mm-hmm. and now the Spice Girls. So, cool. um, they've been in the same for see- a while. Oh, she did Scarecrow and Mrs. King. She was creator? The creator of Scarecrow and Mrs. King? Wow. I used to watch that. Might be before your time. I did not watch it. But they do... um, Actually, I don't know. I don't know if maybe they're a writing team or possibly married, but they're... uh, Their resume is pretty much identical from what I can tell. Yeah. Hmm. Well, is there anything else about this episode? Um, Look at my little notes. No, I don't see anything else in my notes. I think we've gone from the to the tail of the episode and took a few tangents along the way <laughs> <laughs> but it is um, good that you, like to be able to have you know go back to, to other seasons and figure out what the common threads are is what makes a series a series mhm definitely i gotta say i i did i definitely i definitely liked this episode. Um, I enjoyed it on the second watch. Uh, it's definitely one of the, mostly one of a standalone hunting plot with some personal involvement, but not really about the big bad of the season. Though he did get to, he did get a mention, so it, it was good. I, I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the good column. Put it in the win column. <laughs> so the only thing is. I think the only updates we have is we are still continuing on, even though we met our goal for the St. Jude's fundraiser, which 
thank you everybody. That's amazing. We're actually over two thousand dollars over the goal right now. But awesome. uh, we're actually still gonna be running it um until the first of baby Padalecki. Mm-hmm. If you would like to have your name on the card that will be given, uh, you know, just presenting with the, just that, the deadline for that is the ninth of this month. Um, mm-hmm. So if you do want your name listed on that, uh, you can email one of us um, at our con- at the contacts page on our website or. Um, you can also reach us at Winchester Bros uh, News at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. And yep. the card is going to be giant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Amazing response with that. Yeah, very very proud. We are we're a hell of a fandom all the time. Really, really are. Um, again, uh, the convention in Nashville is going on this weekend. Becky checked in. <laughs> Lots of crazy stuff today with Sebastian and Misha and Matt. And I'm sure it'll be fun tomorrow with the boys. So next week we'll have some of her stories, and that'll be good. Yes. And make sure you follow us at Winchester Bros uh, on Twitter because she will be tweeting from the panel. No, you're okay. Okay. No. Up to the moment, tidbits during that time. Um, oh, news, pictures. Won't be any breakfast info um, from our Twitter because she's not going to the breakfast. So just mm-hmm. a heads up on that. It'll just be their uh, their panel in the afternoon. Mhm. Um, yes. Uh, next week's episode looks pretty fun. Speaking of callbacks to previous episodes, it looks like it. I am. Yeah. And for people who don't watch, you know, next next week spoiler kind of thing. I won't say anything, but I'm not. I'm not okay with this. <laughs> this is not I, something I, I do well with. Yeah, that doesn't. It, they don't bother me. <laughs> I know some. They I know, normal ones don't bother me, but when I, they look all insane like that, that bothers me. Yeah, they look. They look pretty creepy. So it it, it should be a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, all right. Until next week. Uh, any other news? We always... What? Um, I said I think that's it for the news. So I think until next week when we talk to you guys again. Yep. Thanks. Thanks again for our our callers. Unfortunately, our second caller hung up just as I was about to put them on the air. So whoever you are, I hope you call back again. Um, this kind of a wild and crazy podcast tonight. Thank you for listening very much, and we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Vinny. Bye. Bye, Clarity.